Welcome to Refocus. I'm your host, Trevor Wilson. This is a podcast of Sunday school lessons that I've taught, some sermons that I have preached. Uh, I have various guests at different times. Uh, Basically, the, the whole idea is to just kind of refocus back on the Word of God, going back to those Bible stories, studying the scriptures. Let's just, just kind of get out of ourselves, out of our own thinking, and go back to the Word of God and see what He has to say. I love those old Sunday school lessons when we were kids. We seem to have gotten away from some of those, just the bare bones bottom of what the Word of God, the meat and potatoes, if you will. So I hope you enjoy it and pass along and share. Now, let's get to the lesson. Hello again. Back with you doing the book of Matthew. This is Steve Wilson. I certainly hope you're getting something out of this little um, uh, walk through the book of Matthew. As I've said many times, it's always been my favorite book for some reason. And uh, I don't know, I just, uh, I get a lot out of it. Every, and every time I go through it, obviously, it's God's Word, so it's something new. But um, whether it's new or old, it's always refreshing. It has a way of um, applying to your life and really making a difference as to how you approach things and how you view people and, you know, what your it builds your character. Um, we need more Bible. We need more of God's Word in our lives today. Unfortunately, in America, we consistently seem to push things away. And I guess I'm kind of chasing a rabbit here a little bit. But, you know, I lament the fact that our nation has gone the direction that it has. I remember a day when Bible reading and prayer and the Ten Commandments and all that were part of your normal school day. Um, but, you know, about the time I finished grade school and got into high school, uh, all that started going away, and uh, we've been on a downward decline ever since. I think even if not only in behavior, but if you check the uh, the grade grades and so on, our scholastic standing, I think that has declined as well. But I digress. We're studying Matthew, so let's kind of refocus get back into the Word of God here and see what it has to say to us, because it always does. All right, so we're going to pick up in Matthew chapter uh, 16. And so we have a new uh, situation developing here. It says, And behold, one came and said unto him, and I'm speaking to Jesus, Good Master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Well, he mentioned good twice. Um, and right away you see that his focus is on behavior. And he's still thinking, what can I do to earn my way into heaven? Apparently this guy was fairly well off. And as you'll see as we go through this passage, you know, Jesus is referencing the, the big, the big um, stumbling block in this gentleman's um, attempt to get into heaven was his material possessions. And then, of course, God talks about how difficult it is for a rich man to get into heaven. We'll get into that later. So, um, you know, he's, he's, his, he's used to earning everything he got. You know, he apparently worked hard and was very successful in business or whatever it was he was doing. 
And um, based on his responses here, he was probably a pretty good guy. Uh, maybe somebody you'd like to live next door to. Um, never gives his name or talks about what he actually does. But, um, you know, it does kind of talk about his character. And, you know, we could use more people uh, with character in our lives and we could stand to develop more character in our own life. So anyway, here we have this guy who comes to Jesus and he's asking, he says, how can I earn eternal life? I want to go to heaven, so I want to be... I want to do all the right things so God will look at me and, and be impressed and let me into heaven. So in, in verse um, 17, Jesus responds. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. Jesus says, I, you know, I hesitate to use the worm being snarky here, but he kind of is. You know, because obviously Jesus knows keeping the commandments is not going to get you into heaven, but that's what he tells him to do. And, you know, he's kind of calling out this guy on his um, self-proclaimed or belief, I guess, that um, he can be good enough to get into heaven. Um, you know, the first thing I think we need to realize is there is no such thing as a good thing. In verse 16, he says, you know, what good thing shall I do? Well, there is no good thing. Uh, you know, you can do things, you know, God commands us, and he mentions it later here, the golden rule to, to uh, you know, be kind to one another, doing to others and that sort of thing. But um, he, he uh, you know, that, that and it's that's really not necessarily a good thing because it falls short of the glory of God. So, you know, by man's standards, it's probably good, obviously, to love one another and t treat one another the way you want to be treated. And, and, of course, God commands us to do that. But it's not a good thing in the sense that it doesn't get you into heaven. Um, the the only good deed is one that you can do it in response to your relationship to Jesus Christ. But until you know Him as your personal Savior, you can't do anything good. I don't care. You can give all your money to to to, to the poor. Uh, you can donate blood. Uh, you can involve yourself in all the charities that are out there. Um, there's a lot of things that you can do that the world says, oh, wow, that's that's really great, you know. person's a regular Mother Teresa, but none of that stuff's any... When he, you stand before God, it's he says that all the things we do is as filthy rags. So if, if it's as filthy rags, if everything falls into that category, then obviously there's nothing good. And Jesus goes one step further, and he says there is no person that is good in verse 17 he says there's none good but one that is God now when you look throughout history we have had a, a whole slew of good people who have done great deeds and wonderful things for mankind and we put up statues and memorials and all those things to commemorate what they've done and we admire them and often talk about them and emulate them. But 
that's man's standards. You know, that's like uh, designing a trophy that we give to ourselves. I've always felt that way about those Hollywood awards, the, the, the Golden Globe and those Oscars and all that kind of stuff. It's just a group of people put, making um, trophies to present to themselves so they can feel good about themselves. Um, again, I'm off on a tangent here, so let's get back and focus. Jesus says there is no good person. So, you know, he, he, of course, some of the people that, you know, you and I think about didn't even live yet during these days, but there definitely were good people prior to Jesus coming and living on earth. There were, there were people who did some very benevolent acts. And he even talks about, I mean, he, he would even cover a lot of the uh, people in Scripture that had lived and died and had done great things. And, and he says even they're not good people. Reminds me of that song, says, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Uh, even though I am a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, and I know I'm on my way to heaven, and I know my sins are forgiven, that doesn't make me good. This flesh is still sinful, and it's it's going to die and rot and stay here. It can, it's not worthy of going into heaven at it, it couldn't exist in heaven's atmosphere. There's just no good person. So anyway, he tells this guy, he says, uh, if you want to get in, how about keeping the commandments? Let's take a shot at that. And so he, he begins to mention some of them. He doesn't mention them all, but he mentions some of them. In verse 18, he saith unto him, which, you know, the guy says, okay, what commandments are you talking about? Or, you know, which ones should I obey? Well, obviously, the correct answer is to obey them all, but Jesus just mentions some of them. Um, he says, which, and Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And then notice here, he throws in, you know, one of the two greatest commandments, which are not a part of the actual Ten Commandments that Moses got. And thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Well, it's interesting to me that Jesus focused on this, you know, the commandments. Are, in the commandments, there's four commandments that have to do with our relationship with God. And there's six of them that have to do with our relationship with one another, mankind. Jesus focuses on those. And he's trying to draw out this guy with regard to his relationship to people. And obviously his point is you can't even master the commandments that I've given that help you have a relationship with one another, much less having a relationship with God Almighty. And so he mentions them um, and then he he leaves out notice he leaves out one of the six. <coughs> Pardon me. That six is thou shalt not covet. Um, but he actually gets into that in a minute here because then the man's response is uh, in verse twenty. The young man saith unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? He says, Well, I've, I've done those things. Uh, you know, I haven't committed adultery, I haven't murdered anybody, I haven't stole anything, I haven't borne false witness. I've honored my father and my mother. 
I've, I've done everything that you say. What, what else do I need to do? Where, where am I falling short? Why are you telling me to keep the commandments when I've already kept the commandments? And so Jesus responds to him. <coughs> he says in verse 21, Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And then he says, and come and follow me. Well, this is the stumbling block for this young man. Because um, in verse 22 it says, But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Well, um, when, when Jesus said, okay, you need to take what you got and sell it. This is actually addressing that one left out commandment having to do with the relationship with man. Because, you know, that, that commandment is thou shalt not covet. Well, coveting is desiring something that somebody else has got. Well, in this particular case, um, that's all this guy had ever done is pursued material possessions. And when we pursue material possessions and they become our idol, so to speak, you know, we, we want to hoard them up. We, we want to keep, you know, we want to take whatever's out there as our own. Now, he may not have done something like David did when he stole another man's wife and then had the husband killed. But he certainly is trying to uh, amass whatever wealth is available out there, all he can get his hands on. And by in doing so, he's preventing others from, you know, gaining material wealth uh, or material possessions. So, in effect, that's what he's doing. He's coveting what is available to others rather than sharing the wealth and letting other people pursue, you know, what they want. He wants, he wants to get it all because it says he had uh, great possessions and he wasn't willing to give it up. And so he turned then walked away. That was his downfall. Then Jesus says, and in verse 23, Jesus said unto his disciples, he turns to his disciples and says, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Well, um, you know, he uses this um, situation, this occurrence, to make a point and um, and tells everybody, look, this is the danger of material possessions. Well, I mean, we live in a, in a fallen world, people, and no matter what, when we begin to pursue the things of the world, even though, you know, it's just possessions, money or whatever it is, we're pursuing evil. I mean, this is everything in this world is going to pass away and there's nothing in this world we can take to heaven with us. So there is that danger. And we need to be, be very, very, very careful about the things that we pursue. And when his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Well, now he shifts his focus to the other four commandments, basically. Because now he's saying, look, the important part is your relationship with God. And I think that's why he said, you know, love God. Um, above all others, you know, that's why he threw that in there with uh, when he was talking to this man. He says, uh, 
Love, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So, um, what he's shifting to is focusing our relationship on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's, ultimately, we, we know that's the only thing that gets us into heaven. Our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, or our relationship with God, accepting Christ as our personal Savior and His shed blood. Um, so I'm over my time. So where do I get? I'm down through verse 26. We'll try to pick up on verse 27. Hopefully we can finish this chapter in our next episode. So pray that you'll be with us. Um, goodbye and God bless.